One of the roles that Torah plays right now is in giving people a mirror to what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, and maybe even a window <laughs> yeah. to where they want to go. I'm Alana Steinheim, Rosh Beit Midrash and Senior Fellow at the Shalom Hartman Institute. I'm excited to share that I am the host of Texting, a new podcast where ancient wisdom meets contemporary relevance from Hartman's award-winning digital team. On each show, Hartman scholars Christine Hayes, Yona Hain, or Leora Botnitsky will join me to delve into a Torah text that offers insight and inspiration about the issues that matter to you and to our community. I got the feeling from the various explanations that the rabbis gave that God also feels broken. You can listen to texting at shalomhartman.org forward slash texting or wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to learning with you. Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one earthbound page of Talmud each day. And today's page, Gitin 22, well, it gets metaphysical with us. Have a listen. The Gemara discusses another issue with regard to perforated pots. If a perforated pot was on the border of Eretz Israel, or the land of Israel, and its perforation was in Eretz Israel, but its branches were outside of Eretz Israel, then what is the halacha with regard to mitzvot that apply to produce grown in Eretz Israel, such as trumot and tithes? Abaya said, we follow its perforation, and it is considered to be growing in Eretz Israel. Rava said, we follow its branches, and it is considered to be growing outside of Eretz Israel. This hypothetical tree, its roots in Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, but its branches outside of it, isn't just a parlor trick for us to amuse and train our minds. It's a mighty metaphor for so many of us who call ourselves Zionists. No sooner had the state of Israel been established in 1948 than Jews the world over, but I think especially here in America, grew troubled by the following question. Can you still call yourself a Zionist, even if you choose to live elsewhere in the world? After all, now that there is a thriving and independent Jewish state, our indigenous homeland resurrected, now that making Aliyah or moving to Israel is as simple as purchasing a plane ticket, do we, living in Baltimore or Berlin or Buenos Aires, do we still get to call ourselves Zionists even if we choose to remain outside of Israel? It's a terrific and worthwhile question. Because, like today's page of Talmud, it forces us to rethink our connections to our most promised land. Read the early thinkers of Zionism, and you could do so easily now with Tablet Magazine's newly published volume, Zionism, The Tablet Guide, edited by yours truly, and you will see that these dudes agreed on almost nothing. What problem did Zionism set out to solve? Ask Leo Pinsker, one of the founding fathers of Zionism, and he would tell you that, I quote, as men, we too wish to live like other men and be a nation like the others. It's a vision that sees Jewish history as one of those plain wooden puzzles toddlers like so much with just one big piece, statehood, lacking smack in the middle. 
which, alas, was news to Theodor Herzl, the main guy in the history of Zionism who defined the problem very differently. No one, he wrote in his thunderous book, The Jewish State, no one can deny the gravity of the situation of the Jews. Wherever they live in perceptible numbers, they are more or less persecuted. Their equality before the law, grunted by statute, has become practically a dead letter. A state, Herzl believed, is not a right, but a remedy, a life raft to safety and little more. Okay, those are very different opinions, but what did the founding fathers of Zionism believe the future state they will one day establish look like? A.D. Gordon, the patriarch of labor Zionism, would have sketched a muddy Eden, redeemed by booted farmers whose pruning and hoeing eventually inspired a politics of poetic peace. Echad Am would sneer and scoff, bellowing that huddling on a patch of land merely delivered a state of Jews, not a Jewish state. Only Hebrew, this critic and essayist argued, and robust cultural creation could redeem us. The so-called political Zionists found Echad Am's ideas not only misguided, but outright delirious, denouncing anything and everything that didn't lead directly to diplomatic negotiations and the purchasing of vast tracts of real estate. In turn, the revisionists responded to political Zionism with snubbed noses as the territorial solutions they favored were on the audacious, not practical side, which left the religious Zionists wondering if they could actually get along with a gaggle of disagreeing dudes who had no working knowledge or patience for anything that smacked of religious observance. Whew, did that previous paragraph give you something like whiplash? Hallelujah. You now have a taste of what Zionism is truly about. Because it is really not merely a 19th century nationalist movement dedicated to rebuilding a Jewish state in our indigenous homeland of Israel. That mission was accomplished 75 years ago. Yet many of us still call ourselves Zionists today because we understand Zionism is about something much more complicated. That it wasn't just a blueprint for national revival or a guide to collective survival, but simply a new name for very old yearnings. The very same yearnings Jews continued to express thrice daily when they prayed for their eventual return to Jerusalem and the rebuilding of the temple. Zionism, in other words, is about a spiritual quest to perfect our own nation and, by example, the world. That's the point the prophet was making when he channeled the words of God about Beiti bet and my house shall be a house of worship for all nations. And that yearning is shared by many of us, Jews and non-Jews alike, whether we live here or there or anywhere. We have our roots in Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, for sure, because without roots, there is no life. But the branches matter much. The branches make the tree the glorious and beautiful and mighty thing that it is. The late great Rabbi Ovadia Yosef, Israel's former Sephardic chief rabbi, understood this profound truth acutely. In 1967, after the Israel Defense Forces liberated Jerusalem and unified Israel's eternal capital, a few of his colleagues argued that it was time to revive Judaism's millennia-old liturgy. The old words, argued the rabbis, no longer reflected the new reality. Jerusalem was no longer a desolate ruin waiting for the Jews to come home, but it was now a vibrant city under full Jewish sovereign control. Wasn't that reason enough to rethink our prayers? No said Ravavadia Yosef. 
The city liberated by Jewish soldiers, he argued, was merely Yerushalayim Shirmata, or Jerusalem below. The city mentioned in the prayers was Yerushalayim Shirmala, Jerusalem above, a utopia that will be unlocked only when we all commit to living our most mindful, righteous lives. In other words, when we all commit to Zionism, the Jewish art of self-perfection and world repair. Like all good Jewish things, Zionism is a question, not an answer. And it is best explored in argument, not submission. And the argument is for all of us, roots and branches alike, in Natania and New York, to have alone and with each other. Let us begin. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're going to enjoy our brand new Take One newsletter even more. Each week, you'll get an extra shot of Talmudic wisdom straight to your inbox. And for those who sign up before Tractate Gittin ends, we'll be raffling off some Take One swag. So make sure to subscribe at tabletm.ag slash Take One Newsletter. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, and you could get your Take One t-shirts, mugs, and other amazing form of swag at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramuccia, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.